What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision, and thanks for joining us as we continue our podcast through the books of First and Second Samuel, and today I'm going to be reading Second Samuel chapter 7 from the Christian Standard Bible. When the king had settled into his palace and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all of his enemies, the king said to the prophet Nathan, Look, I'm living in a cedar house while the ark of God sits inside tent curtains. So Nathan told the king, Go and do all that is on your mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go to my servant David and say, This is what the Lord says. Are you to build me a house to dwell in? From the time that I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until today, I have not dwelt in a house. Instead, I have been moving around with a tent as my dwelling. In all of my journeys with all the Israelites, have I ever spoken a word to one of the tribal leaders of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, asking, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? So now this is what you're to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all of your enemies before you. I will make a great name for you like that of the greatest on the earth. I will designate a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all of your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. When your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up after you your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will discipline him with a rod of men and blows from mortals, but my faithful love will never leave him as it did when I removed it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure before me forever, and your throne will be established forever. So we'll stop there. Uh, But this is one of the most important passages in all of Scripture. Now, why would I say that? Well, for starters, it's been a very, very long time since God has made a speech this long. I mean, the last one that was this long was during the days of Moses. So this is almost, you could say, maybe the pinnacle uh, of the Old Testament. And so the Lord is talking to David, and I mean, he's, he's done so much for David. He's given him rest from his enemies and David, there, there came a day when he just looked around and realized that, you know, I live in this beautiful house and then look at the ark over here. It's in this, the tabernacle, this portable tent. It's not very awesome looking. And so David wanted to do something for the Lord that would make the Lord's dwelling place beautiful. And I think that's a good desire. He's, he's commended, the Lord refers to him as his servant. And so David's heart was definitely in the right place. And even Nathan agreed. He was like, David, go do what's in your heart. When our hearts are full and when we're really thankful for all that God's done for us, we want to do something in response. And that's a good thing, isn't it? 
Maybe we want to get involved in a, a new ministry or go on a short-term mission trip, but you know there are just countless things we can do, but we want to do something for the Lord. And when that desire is there, that really is just an indicator that, that He is working in us. I think Nathan was probably surprised that night when the Lord appeared to him and you know he had already given David the go-ahead, but the Lord says to David, uh, listen, David, I don't need you to build me a house. Did I ask you to build me a house? It was my idea uh, that I would live in this movable tent, that I would travel with Israel. I don't need anyone to really advance my cause. And so that was kind of the message through Nathan to David. David, don't, don't think that you can do great things for me. Remember who you are? You were just a little shepherd boy, and I took you from the flock, and I made you a prince and a king. And remember, David, the whole time it's been me working for you, not the other way around. I, I'm the one that's exalted you. Remember how uh, Saul was chasing you around and remember how he was harassing you and you were running from your life? How come you made it? How come you lived through all that? It was because I was with you. And then in verse 9, God tells David the same thing that he told Abraham in Genesis 12. So we're to understand as we see the covenants in the Bible unfold, this covenant with David is really just an extension of his previous covenant with Abraham. And he basically says the same thing to both of them. He says, I'm going to make your name great. But he wants David just to remember this. David, your greatness will come from me. And, and so the passage started with David saying, God, I want to build you a house. But then the Lord just flips that on its head. And he says, no, David, I'm going to build one for you. That's such a, a, a good reminder um, that that we don't ultimately do anything for God. You know, he, he doesn't ultimately, he doesn't need our money or our gifts. Um, he doesn't need our brains or our strength, but but he uses them, right? And so we can have great joy. Uh, we can contribute to what God is doing, but I have to remember the kingdom doesn't depend on me. And, and I think that is so reassuring and that's so strengthening because ultimately God is reminding David, he's reminding us, he works for us. That may sound strange, it may sound backwards, but we don't work for him, he works for us. So he says in verse 12, David, when your time comes, and you rest with your ancestors, I will do this. In fact, see all the times God says, I will, I will, I will. I will raise up after you, your descendant, who will come from your body. Uh, that's Solomon. I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So Solomon, David's son, is actually going to get to build the temple. And, and so it turns out it is a good idea. It's just David's not going to be the one to do it. And then God promises not only that, but God promises that David and his family, they're going to have a dynasty. He says, you'll always have a son on the throne. So this extends to Solomon, but extends way on uh, beyond Solomon. And, you know, we know that all of these promises to David are fulfilled ultimately in Jesus Christ. He's the one who is the ultimate fulfillment. He's the one who sits on David's throne forever. Now, when David hears all these things, we didn't get to read this part, but David is, is, is just speechless. I mean, he is just in wonder and awe of who God is. And he just, God is so great in his mind and he just admits it to God. I, I just, I don't know what to say. He's speechless. Maybe you've had times like that when the Lord just overcame you uh, with his greatness. And, uh, and so here's what David says. He says several things, but, but one thing I want to point out in verse 25 
He says, now, Lord God, fulfill the promise forever that you've made to your servant in his house. Do as you have promised. And so he takes God's promise. He doesn't know what else to say. So he takes God's promise and he turns it into a prayer. Um, and that's really helpful to me because I think that's how we should read Scripture. Uh, we ought to read Scripture, and with every verse we read, we ought to be just in our minds and our hearts praying, do it, Lord. Please do what you've said that you'll do. Fulfill your promise. So God says, I'll bless your house. And David says, do it, Lord. Bless it. Now, again, we're not, we're not covering uh, chapter 8 uh, in this podcast series, but I do want to just point out, um, I think we can kind of sum up uh, chapter 8 because it's, it's really, chapter 8 is just God beginning to work all this out. In verse 6, uh, this is a refrain that keeps being repeated. It says this, The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So God says, David, I'm gonna, you're not going to build me a house. I'm going to build you a house. I'm going to make your family into a dynasty. There's always going to be someone sitting on, my, on your throne um, and, and then now, David, I'm going to carry this out. I'm going to make you victorious. And so you kind of look at the big picture. Chapter 7, God made a covenant with David. The fulfillment of that covenant is Jesus Christ. He's the greater David. And so David represented Israel as their king with Jesus as our representative. And, and when we read passages like this, we just have to kind of get used to that, reading the Old Testament in light of what Jesus has accomplished for us. He is the greater David. The greatest victory wasn't one of David's military triumphs. Those were short-lived. Israel's military victories, they didn't last long. The greatest victory came through the suffering of our king, King Jesus. And so he, he fulfilled all of this. He, he did this by triumphing over death he, uh, he died and then he was raised from death. And so he triumphed over death. He triumphed over sin. He's, he's defeating our enemies, right? By dying, uh, he gives us life. Uh, he takes our place as sinners so that we could have true life. And so being a Christian means uh, trusting in King Jesus, right? To save us from our enemies, to save us from sin and, and from death. And, and we realize we can't conquer these things on our own, um, but, but it also means that our King gives us resurrection power to begin walking in this new life. And so, you know, chapter eight is David defeats all of his uh, enemies and our enemies. Uh, Jesus has defeated our enemies for us. And, and we start to see the reign of, of Jesus in our lives when we begin to see and realize that the reign of sin has been broken. Uh, we still struggle with different sins. We struggle every day, but the rule of Jesus has started invading our lives. And, you know, maybe in the past, you, you've never said you were sorry or taken responsibility for your actions, but now you do it all the time. You, you say you're sorry, you go beyond that and even ask people forgiveness when you offend them or sin against them. That's a sign of Jesus's victory in your life. Uh, for your entire life, you've, you've given in to lust, but now, by God's grace, you're starting to fight against it. You're starting to live a new way that pleases God. That's the victory of Jesus in, in your life. Uh, you used to worry all the time, but now you hate it when you worry, and you're, you're praying for God to help you to trust Him, and, and you even get, you know, you grieve when you get caught up in, in sinful worry. And so you're asking God, you're looking to him again and again as your king, as your representative, as your victor. King Jesus, help me. King Jesus, give me victory. King Jesus, do what you have said you would do. 
And so the Lord gives us victories and he changes us. Sometimes it's slower than uh, we would hope, but he changes us and he strengthens us because we've died with Christ, we've risen with him, and God wants to write those words over our lives from chapter eight as well, that the Lord made him victorious wherever he went. The Lord made her victorious wherever she went. And so thanks again for, for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.